day, everyone. It's a beautiful day in the PsyQ community. Welcome to PsyQ Podcast. You are here with your podcast hosts, Dr. Zamika Simmons-Yan and Jackie Canning, where we will spill the tea on hot topics in psychiatry. That's right. Here on PsyQ Podcast, you will get the 10-minute lowdown on what's steaming in the world of psychiatry and mental health. We ask you to listen to the episodes, rate us, and review us. Better yet, share the PsyQ Podcast with your friends, where we all can sip on the PsyQ tea and maybe have a side of lemon with it. I hope the PsyQ community is filled with excitement because we have a lot of tea to spill. You know, in some areas of the states, we have had some scorching heat. I mean, the temps have just been blazing, but I love the sun. I love it because it's healing and rejuvenating. So there is no better day to have a cool glass of iced tea. And I personally like sugar in mine. But anyway, (laughs) on today's episode, we have a special guest who will spill the tea. And this tea is very chilling. So I want you to get ready. I want you to cool down and be refreshed because today's hot topic is all about the Star Coalition. Now, this is a dynamic organization. And if you haven't heard about the Star Coalition, then I must say you are a little behind on the tea. So just stay with it and we're going to fill you in because we have Luke Kramer here with us today, who is the executive director of the Star Coalition. Now, what better person to spill the tea on Star (laughs) than its executive director? But Luke, you know, he's done other things now. He has worked for over 25 years assisting individuals on their road to mental health recovery. And six years ago, Luke created the Star Coalition with his friend and colleague, Carol Witham. I will let him tell you more about that, but you have to sip this. The Star Coalition is a nonprofit organization bringing together national leaders with the sole mission to address the discrimination associated with mental illness and to promote research as an option. Oh, this is so phenomenal. So welcome, Luke, and thank you for coming to spill the tea with us today. I am ready to spill the tea. I'm ready to drink the sweet tea. Now, you know, I am from the South here, so we only drink the sweet tea down here in Arkansas, you know, so uh, what, what a wonderful intro. Oh, what a wonderful <laughs> intro. I'm ready. No, no, that is so right. That's what we do. But I see the sparkle in your eyes when we say Star Coalition. So let's dive in. And I would like for you to tell our listeners a little more about yourself and the Star Coalition and the drive behind it. Okay. I am so excited to spill the tea with you here today. And again, thanks for inviting me because I really, I'm so enthusiastic about the work that we do. And so I'll give you a little bit of history. Now, I started years ago um, with a dear friend of mine who worked at a mental health facility and said, Luke, would you come help me develop an art program? We really wanna be able to teach ways that people can express themselves and really connect with who they are and show the talents that they have to the community, right? So I said, absolutely. So I went in and I got to work with adults who lived with severe and persistent mental illness, right? Most of these guys, uh, wonderful, beautiful people who lost a lot of their family connections. They've lost a lot of their connections 
with who they were as an individual and their place in our community. But yet when we went in, we started teaching them uh, to kind of what is it within them that they have that they can give to others. And they produce some amazing work. Anyway, over a 10 year period, we produced we, we sold over a quarter of a million dollars worth of art and all that money went right back to the artist. And it really, for many, created a brand new identity for who they were. But, you know, I found out early that a lot of times there are individuals in our society that are marginalized, that are not seen um, as, uh, as, as a part of who we are as a community. And the individuals I worked with were mothers and fathers and grandmothers and, and children, and they didn't choose to, to become uh, diagnosed with a mental illness. No one would ask for these things to happen with them, but many times it shattered their lives. And I, th I said, what beautiful, wonderful people. And, and I too am living with bipolar disorder. And what am I doing to help my fellow man? And what can I do to help bring folks up? So I, I really dedicated myself not only to people who were living with symptoms, but those who were living with symptoms that just couldn't get relief, that there was nothing out there that could help them uh, kind of reduce those symptoms. So my journey kind of started in mental health that way. Years later, a dear friend of mine that you mentioned, Carol Witham, she she uh, called me up and she said, Luke, I've got an idea. I had some research sites. I've sold them. I'm back into doing therapy and I'm right in my hands on with folks, but they are, they're treatment resistant. And what are we doing to talk about the advancement of scientific research in the mental health community? I mean, so often we hand in hand research and advocacy walk the path together in oncology and heart disease and, and diabetes and all of these indications, most of them below the neck. But we thought, what is happening that we are promoting scientific research for people who are living with brain disorders? I mean, here are folks that less than half of those individuals can get any relief from current medications or therapies that exist out there. And we're just not communicating with our advocates and our caregivers and those that are living with symptoms and our communities about the importance of scientific research. She said, what can we do? So we kind of put our heads together and we created the STAR Coalition, right? And it stands for Stakeholders in Treatment, Advocacy, Research, and Recovery. And the idea was to bring thought leaders from within the scientific community, whether they be researchers or biopharmaceutical companies or technology companies, and sit them down at the table with people who are with lived experience and advocates and caregivers and our community leaders and say, what are we gonna do to advance brain research? And so we we see that education component, we see that, that, that there is a, a funding component, we see that there's a policy component, there's a lot of dynamics at play at any time for us to be able to normalize that conversation around, around brain research. And so that's what we've tried to do. We've created some what I think are pretty dynamic programs to engage uh, our advocacy partners and our stakeholders in the community, some pretty dynamic programs to engage some of the sponsors of trials and, and um, some of the other players within, within research, right? How are we going to bring these folks together? And so that's what we're doing. Um, we, we can probably get into a couple of programs. I know we're going to talk a little bit about resources in a minute, but that's kind of a good introduction to the STAR. 
That's amazing. It sounds like we're also trying to, and I say we because I feel like I'm I'm part of the family, that we are trying to affect the outcomes of the people that we serve and that we love. So thank you for that. Well, you know, and the thing is, is this, I'll tell you a quick story. I took a, a, a board member from National NAMI to an investigator meeting one time. And investigator meetings basically were a lot of different clinical research sites come together and they talk about, you know, a trial that they're doing. And he had never been around researchers, but he gave his story. Afterwards, we went to dinner and we were walking back to our room and he said, you know, that's a lot different than I thought. What do you mean? He said, uh, I didn't know what to expect working with researchers, but I was hearing about about their sister that lived with schizophrenia, and I was hearing about their brother that lived with depression, and how people were talking about their own struggles. They just have different skill sets. We may be scientists, or we may be in marketing, or we may be in whatever it may be, but we're all advocates, and we're all working collectively using our skill set and our passion to truly make a difference in people's lives. So when you say you feel like you're part of the family, we're all part of this family. Every person that is listening to this from the people who program the website to the people who are putting on the podcast right now. We are all part of this family that are trying to move new things forward to help people that are living with symptoms um, because we all know it's important and we've all been touched by it. I mean, just think about just the numbers, you know, one in five Americans living. It is you know, statistics are one thing. We can talk about the fact that we've seen an increase from 8 million to 13 million of people with serious mental illness, right? And that 50 million adults live with mental illness on any given day. But, you know, those numbers don't matter until you actually know the people who are actually living with those symptoms, right? And we all know someone, whether it be ourselves or our loved ones or family members or friends, we are all impacted by mental illness. And so we are all part of this journey together. So don't you ever think twice about the fact that we are all advocates and we are all champions for, 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 for more brain research, for more understanding of, of how people are affected by mental illness. So we have a lot of challenges ahead, I think, but um, but we're all in this together. I am loving this tea. This one has a kick. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like my tea spicy. Yes. Okay. So I and and I I feel exactly what you're saying in terms of you know Meek and I are, are providers and we may not be seeing um, individuals with mental illness right now, but we're still so passionate about it. And it seems like the Star Coalition is filling in a piece of the mental health puzzle that was missing and sorely needed. So I'm really interested to hear more about your call to action and what kind of initiatives you have going on right now that support mental health research and how it may affect the outcomes of, of the people we serve. Well, th that's a great question. I think that there are a lot of different ways. I mean, first of all, there's there's we're still living with and and I know that the word stigma is is thrown around a lot, but it really is discrimination. I mean, it is we're living in a in, in a society that discriminates against people who are living with mental illness. And then, kind of on our side, we're, because we're passionate about research, there's also some stigma around research, right? I mean, and and for good reason. Uh, there, there, we have a history that is checkered by um, how people are treated and how people, you know, the, the processes that go on during a research study. So, you know, I, I think that we have to sometimes deal with that history. And then what are we doing to say, you know, things are much different now, um, that we are living in a society that um, values people who volunteer for research and that they can, that they're safe and it's effective. And they actually have, for many people, it's a care option. It can be an option 
that is out there, just like when my mother was diagnosed with with um, lung cancer, when she sat down with her oncologist, the oncologist said, well, we've got chemotherapy, you know, we've got um, uh, radiation, we we're looking at your diet, you know, there are research opportunities, there's some new things coming down the pipeline you might want to participate in, you know, we need to get you a case manager. It was just a part of that normal milieu and conversation that it was, um, that that we need to come collectively together to try to better understand this. And there may be something out there that can affect you that, that just, um, uh, that, that could completely change your life. And so, you know, one of the things that we did recently to try to bring that conversation into the much broader conversation is a national call to action for mental health research. And it's pretty simple. Um, uh, there are very simple, actionable ways that we can, the three of us and, and, and others, to begin to make a difference in mental health research today. Um, one of it is just to understand more about volunteering. What does it mean to volunteer for a research study? What are the right questions to ask if you choose to do that? And what are some of the downsides? And you know, learn and educate about clinical research um, and how that would affect you. But then just simple things like ask your doctor. You go, you go to see your, your therapist or psychiatrist, just say, hey, do you know any research studies going on? Chances are they're going to look at you like my psychiatrist and my PCP did, like, what are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I don't know of any research going on. Well, do you mind maybe learning a little about it? Because I'm going to ask you next time I come in, right? And so that we move our professionals into trying to find out more about clinical research. So these are just simple, actionable ways. If a survey comes across your desk about mental health, do the survey. And another thing is funding research. We all know how we can give money to cancer research right now, right? I mean, we, can, we can come up with 10 different organizations that, oh yeah, we, I wanna give to help with research. But what do you do for mental health research? Well, there are some really great organizations out there that exist, the Brain and Behavioral Research Foundation. There's many that, that do, they put research uh, uh, front and center. And it's not always just about medications. It's about technology and just data and brain scans, right? Recently, I, I wanted to participate in a trial, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to do a medical trial right now. That's just not where I am in my life. But I called the local um, psychiatric uh, research institute and I'm going to go in and start doing brain scans for them, right? And so it was my way of giving into the research community in a way that was comfortable for me. So it's just different for everyone. And then so we look at volunteering education, we look at how do we give to research, um, and then supporting policy. You know, if, if you have the ability to talk to your legislators about supporting more mental health services, that you can also say, you know, I support more uh, for, for more research as well. You know, talk to the NIMH and, and, uh, and uh, National Institutes of Health and others and say, we believe brain research is important and we need you to do more. Because right now, only they have almost a quarter of a trillion dollar budget for the National Institutes for Health, and less than 7% of that goes towards mental health research. But yet we know mental health not only affects a larger portion, but there's really no indication out there that people don't have some type of mental health issue living with. I mean, you're diagnosed with breast cancer. Did you think that that will affect your mental health? Absolutely. It's integrated into every part of who we are. And so, you know, more research and mental health will directly affect people that are living with indications even, even below the neck, right? So then we want to look at that piece, but we, but we want simple, actionable ways. So, you know, you can actually go to our website at thestar.org with two R's, T-H-E-S-T-A-R-R.org, and there's a little tab for National Call to Action. Click on that and get involved. 
do something today. It can be simple, doesn't have to be life-changing, but it can be something very simple that we can do on a daily basis to say, we believe this is important and we're gonna do something to help help move this conversation forward. So that national call to action, I think is a great starting place for people who are like, well, where do, what do I do, right? Where do I go? Um, but I also wanna say too, that with things like PsyQ, PsyQ for me has become kind of a clearinghouse of, of great resources. I get asked all the time, well, where do I, where, where can I learn more about bipolar? What, what is schizophrenia? And I say, go to PsyQ. PsyQ is what it says. It's a psychology university. They have a, a, a just a clearinghouse of great information that can give you real tools that you can use, not only as a caregiver, but you know, someone who's living with mental illness and even professionals. What's the greatest thing happening right now within within the mental health field? But that PsyQ has become um, for me, and I know for a lot of others that I work with, just a really great hub that people can come together and find a community and find uh, information that affects all of us and affects a, a lot of our loved ones. But um, so anyway, I, I think that there are resources out there that can begin your journey on supporting more mental health research and mental health in general. And our website and obviously PsyQ is another one that I think that people can start taking those first steps today and do something, right? I totally agree. I love your call to action. Uh, let's give that website again, starr.org, correct? Yes, the star, P-H-E-S-T-A-R-R.org. So, -E That's it. Yeah. Awesome. And that way our listeners can go and check it out. And even if, like you said, they're just doing brain scans to give back, um, mm -hmm. it's really important to, to try to play our part and show the community that it is important. So just to to dive into it slightly deeper, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing nowadays, and even with the pandemic or not, um, with brain research? Like, what are what are the challenges you're facing currently? Well, look, I don't I don't think there's any doubt that we have seen an exponential rise in the number of individuals who are um, who are becoming diagnosed with a mental illness or starting to see their first symptoms because of the last 14, 15 months, right? Um, Matter of fact, it's not just in theory. Um, Mental Health America. You know, we Paul Gianfrido, the CEO. I talked to him back in about this time last year, and he said, "Luke, we've seen a 300% increase in those who are who are doing our online survey for depression." Uh, and then by the fall, they saw a thousand percent increase of the number of people who were reaching out saying something's not right. I don't know what it is. And what happened to that bell curve where you would have a lot of people in the middle, it's almost flipped where you have people that are just starting to come in to this to the mental needing mental health services for the first time. And those that were kind of in the maybe I kind of use the walking worried, right, that those that can are doing OK, but they're still living with with, you know, maybe some anxiety and depression. They have moved over to needing maybe some more intensive care. So we've seen a large rise. But within that rise, we haven't seen the funding and the support. So I think that um, the number of individuals is a big thing, but education is a big part of it, too, um, that we have a long way to go to not only educate our communities, but really educate providers. Um, to ensure that psychiatrists are on the cutting edge of what's happening in brain research and that psychiatrists and psychologists and doctors know that, you know, research is part of that healthcare paradigm in their community and, and all the way down to the peers that are living with symptoms that they understand better that, you know, um, that they can be a part of advancing scientific discovery so that not only will perhaps their lives improve, but so were their children and grandchildren and generations to come. Because some of the best things that we have now 
came from some brave individuals who said, you know what, I'll step up and be a part of something because with that, now we have new therapies and new technology and new medication that is helping people that, that never thought that they would ever have a breakthrough, that they thought that they may live their entire lives living with auditory hallucinations or visual hallucinations or feeling like there's a hole in their chest that will never be filled again. These people are being, are there, we're coming out of the other side because of the scientific discoveries that have been set forth and we want to continue that journey. And I think it takes us um, all of us to 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 do our part to make that happen. There are so many challenges. You know, I mean, we could sit here and talk for an hour about the challenges. But I think education is key, and then um, also trust. I think building trust uh, with with our communities is a big deal. Building true relationships, and that's been something that's been really great with the Star, is we're a nonprofit. We're, we we don't we're not beholden to anyone. We want, we see that the rising tide will truly raise all boats. So we want multiple pharmaceutical companies sit down at the table and say, what is it we need to do better? Multiple advocacy groups sit down and say, what is it people really need uh, from us as advocates? And then come together and say, how are we going to work together to advance scientific research of the brain? And, and we do it in a way that we have multiple partners sitting next to each other many times that have never sat down across from the table each other and, and really challenge ourselves to look at this from a different perspective because there are too many people that are counting on us today to help them um, rebuild their own lives and rebuild their own relationships with with their families and their communities so it is up to all of us we have we have a lot of work to do a lot of challenges but you know what we can do it. It happened in HIV and AIDS. It's happened in cancer. We've changed our perception about about you know uh, indications, and we have we have seen the importance of of making a, a difference. And we're going to do it in mental health. It's happening. We can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel the discourse and the conversation changing in our society. You can feel that happening. But but you know we we got to keep these legs under us, and we got to keep running forward. And so. Wow. That's my right? Yeah. Luke, that's amazing. And, and I know this call to action has made many strides. And I know you pointed it out earlier that our listeners can go to T-H-E, the star, star with two R's, T-H-E-S-T-A-R-R dot org and find out more. Is there anywhere else you would point them to, particularly on PsyQ? I know that you have done quite a bit with PsyQ. Are there particular webinars or or things that are resources on there that you would like to point our listeners to? Well, you know, a lot of times we just need to know the basic information. Um, you know, when you're first stepping into mental health, you this is a whole new world. And so if you're first diagnosed or you have a child and or you have a mother that may be starting to get dementia or something, you're like, what is this? This PsyQ, I think, for me, has become a tool to help guide people in their first steps of trying to understand the dynamics of, of all these different types of brain disorders and how do they affect the individual, right? But not only that, you guys are also... Um, interviewing people who are on the cutting edge of what's going on in this field. Um, and it's 
you know, you can Google and search and <laughs> navigate through a million different websites to find stuff. But I think if you really truly find something like PsyQ that is um, concise, it's condensed, it's very easily manageable, you press bipolar and here comes the information, right? You press one thing and there's the slew of information and you find a community uh, that's a part of, of, um, of this, of this uh, world that we're living in. But um, I, th I think it is. The beautiful thing is the simplicity um, and also just the the breadth of knowledge from those who are first stepping in to those who have been in this field for decades, but they still need to know what's happening right now. And so I just I, I've enjoyed it as a resource personally, but it's such a great tool for me to be able to give to family members or give to people with lived experience and say, start here. Uh, this, wow. this is a good start for you, you know. Luke, thank you for pointing out those resources, especially those on PsyQ and yeah. back to the Star Coalition website. Mm -hmm. You know, you have truly spilled the tea on this hot day for us. And I am so thrilled to share in this excitement for Star's national call to action. Yes. I mean, I think you preached to us today to support mental health research. And this mission of this, uh, this coalition is just so amazing. And we urge other leaders in mental health to join this action. So thank you, Luke. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity. This is a very important discussion. And again, I, I love the work that you guys are doing. And we welcome anyone to be a part of the Star Coalition. It's not me. It's you. It, 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 it's you and others who want to be a part of something like this that gives breath to the work that we're doing. Uh, we need smart people. I'm just fortunate enough to know all of you who know a lot more than I do, right? And so the, the best thing you can do is, is surround yourself with people who, who are passionate and know a lot. And so uh, that's what the star is. We want passionate people and we want you to be a part of what we're doing. So thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Spoken like a true leader in the field. <laughs> So there you have it. You've heard it for yourself right here on the PsyQ Community Podcast. But you don't have to stop here. Definitely check out the show notes for the links to find more resources on today's discussion on PsyQ.org. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more hot topics right here on the PsyQ Community Podcast, please rate and review us. And please subscribe so you always get the new episode whenever it drops. Also, check out our other social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So until next time, thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great day.